on Facebook for interviews and more. The Morning Drive on News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. We are back. Kurt and Anthony here. And joining us in studio now, it's Sue Richardson. And we're going to be talking about the old mill in Jericho. Jericho, good morning, Sue. Good morning. So, Sue, let's start out telling, excuse me, telling us about Snowflake Bentley's story. (laughs) Well, he was born here in Jericho, um, February of 1865, two months before the end of the Civil War. And if you grew up... Just before I was born. Yeah, just just shortly. I think your birthdays are only a couple months apart there. (laughs) Uh, If you grew up knowing that no two snowflakes are alike, it's because of him. Yeah. He was the first person to photograph an individual snow crystal. He photographed over 5,000 of them during a 46-year period. And also contributed greatly to the science of meteorology, which was really in its infancy there in the late 18, early 1900s. And he became known the world over as the Snowflake Man or Snowflake Bentley. And we're coming up the 23rd of this month will be 92 years since his death. And people still are absolutely fascinated with his work and intrigued by it. And, of course, the old Red Mill in Jericho, we house the Snowflake Bentley exhibit, which is his cameras and microscopes and all the equipment that he worked with. It's amazing to think. I I just think about how do, how do you how would you take a picture of a snowflake now? And we have... We have these super high-tech cameras in our pockets, and he did this a hundred years ago. Yeah, with a bellows camera that he attached a microscope to the front of. That's how he did it. Yep, that's how he did it. It's it's so cool, and and so his entire uh, his stuff is housed with you with the, at the the Jericho Historical Society at the old. Uh, Red Mill. That's correct. We have an exhibit that features all of his work and his cameras and microscopes, as I said, the the projector that he used to travel with, the glass negatives and slides and photographs, and it's just a, a beautiful collection. Yeah. And I retired the end of April and took over managing the site, and this was my first summer being there full time. And we had visitors literally from all over the world that came to see this exhibit. Yeah. A lot of school teachers, because there was a wonderful children's book written in, I think it was 1998, that won the Caldecott Award and is in probably every school library in the country. And so many teachers who read that book to their children over the years during their careers and are now retired and are traveling. And this is like a pilgrimage for them to come here (laughs) and see the actual cameras and the, the equipment that he worked with. Oh, I think that's great. Yeah. I, I really do, because it's one more reason to come to Vermont. Absolutely. It doesn't get much more Vermont. Right, right. No, I remember my grandmother, my mother's mother, was a huge Snowflake Bentley fan. I mean, she would, she, I don't know if she had a book of his of his uh, photos or what it was, but I just remember, that's where I learned about him when I was a little kid. And I remember her telling me, you know, no two snowflakes are the same. And we'd go out and try to catch them on our tongue. And and uh, so Snowflake Bentley, and it's synonymous with everybody because everybody, well, maybe north of the equator, whatever. <laughs> but a lot of people around the globe are familiar with snow. Yes, <laughs> and with Snowflake Bentley. Yeah. The um, London Natural History Museum early this year released a collection of about 80 of his photographs. It's a collection that they bought from him in 1899. 
And he put it together for them at the time in kind of a notebook format with handwritten notes next to each photograph. And they digitized it and released it on their website early this year. Wow. So that And that's that's in London. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And Sue, tell us a little bit more about the Red Mill. Well, the mill itself has a storied history. The original structure goes back to about 1815, and it's been through many evolutions over the first half a century, if you will. And in 1856, it became a grist mill uh, purchased by a fellow named Hutchinson who made his fortune in the California gold rush. Not by finding gold. He sold horses and mules <laughs> to the miners. <laughs> he worked smarter, not harder. And uh, he turned it into a grist mill. And then in 1880. Six, uh, another fellow named Lucian Howe owned it, and he expanded it to the current size. The original was the small, the stone part of the mill that still exists today, but he added those upper stories to and expanded and installed these roller mills. It was the first mill in New England to use this technology, and there's, we still have the roller mills on display. Oh wow! So it's not only the Snowflake Bentley exhibit, but the mill itself is a museum it's a milling museum and it, it actually it still has some of the 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 equipment used yes in that building yes that's amazing that and it and it has uh it's lasted all these years <laughs> and 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 survived all these years. yeah absolutely and, especially being right on literally on the riverbank well that was my next question because i do remember having a conversation with you about um there was a, a big need a few years ago to make sure the building stayed on the riverbank. Yes, absolutely. Um, Octo- this Halloween storm in 2019 mm-hmm. washed out a section of the riverbank that butts up to the foundation of the mill. And it's been an ongoing challenge to get that repaired mm-hmm. because at the time there was a disaster declaration. So there's federal and state and local involvement. And we finally came up with the pl- town and working with the engineers and the planners came up with a plan for the repair, but when they came in to start the work, the drilling and vibration from the equipment uh, scared them because of the fa- there's a crack in the foundation of the mill, and they were afraid that that corner of the foundation was going to break away and the mill was going to end up in the river, so they right, stopped right. and had to completely step back and relook at this, and they brought in an engineer, geologist, to look at that, and I had an opportunity to talk with him this summer when he was there, and we, in conversation, determined that the reason that crack happened in the first place, and it's been there for decades, mm-hmm. was in when they expanded the mill in 1886, they, there was, up until that point, there was no door access to the lower level to the cellar it was all done through ladders and trap doors from the main level okay so they open. they made a door mm-hmm. in this stone foundation and created a stress point and didn't support it properly mm. so over the years it bowed a little and caused that crack but they've been monitoring it for two years and nothing has moved not a fraction of an inch good so this um engineer has has a plan, a way to repair it and stabilize it, which is actually much simpler than what we had. Oh, good. Has the money been That's raised? Great. I know last time you were on, you were talking about the raising of the money, how much needed to be raised, where you were with all that. Where did you, did, did all the money that was needed get raised? Well, the, originally there was money contributed by, by area residents, people who love the mill and so the historical society was able to raise our part of the funding to that point, and the rest was going to be grant funded. 
those grants expired last year because this has been so long in trying to get this done. So now that we have a solid plan in place, we have to reapply for the grants. And the town administrator in Jericho is the one that's the point person on that, so they're reapplying for the grants. We're hoping against hope that by next spring everything will be in place and we can finally move forward and get this done. Now that we know what has to be done inside the foundation to stabilize that and isolate it from the riverbank itself, then they can go forward with that project. If you didn't, hopefully you get the grants, right? Uh, yeah. to, to, if, you, if you didn't, would you have to just try to continue fundraising and see if you could get there that way? Or yeah, absolutely. Because this is a, the original um, bid on this was over $700,000. This is a huge project. Oh, yeah. yeah, And that was about three years ago. So with construction costs being what they are, um, I'm hoping that, <laughs> that that bid will not go any any higher than it already is. Does yeah. it seem likely that you'll get the grants, though? I mean, oh, yeah. if everything's in, in place. Yeah, and... the, the, I'm not concerned about us getting the grants. It's okay. just a process that has to go through. I'm more concerned with the construction costs going up. And also, um, because of all the massive flooding this year, the contractors are incredibly busy. The guys that do this type of work. Right. Um, there was just so much devastation, and so many people lost their homes and their businesses. We were very fortunate. Being right on the river, yeah. we had no damage. Yeah, the, that's great. We got very, very lucky. Yeah. Um, but so it's going to be partially the grant, getting the grant money back in place, and scheduling with the contractor. All right. Well, we're going to continue the conversation. We're going to take a, a real quick break, and we're talking with uh, Sue Richardson from uh, the Jericho Historical Society, specifically talking about the old Red Mill in Jericho. If you got a question for Sue after the break, we'll be uh, taking calls. Triple eight four one four zero three. Listen the way you want. Now we return on the morning drive. News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to the Morning Drive, everybody. We are back. The Mackenzie Country Classic Hotline is open, 888-414-0303. We're continuing our discussion now with Sue Richardson, and we're talking about the Old Red Mill in Jericho. And, Sue, is it true that the Old Red Mill is one of Vermont's most photographed national historic sites? It absolutely is. People come from all over the country and literally all over the world to take photographs of this because it's such a picturesque yeah. setting and it's so unusual there's not too many old mills that exist anymore and this from the river bank river up it goes up about five stories if you go from river level it's yeah it's a beautiful big structure it's kind of the gateway to jericho mm-hmm. without a doubt and you were mentioning off the air um that that uh, your the the continual uh, process of restoring and and uh preserving the mill you've made some some pretty big steps forward in that yes we're really excited we're going to be working with elliot lothrop who is the lead project lead on the monitor barn restoration in richmond and he's going to do a full top to bottom roof to cellar condition assessment and report for us so it's going to really help us prioritize what projects need to be done yeah we've got money put aside that's from donations and things that we're were earmarked specifically for preservation projects, but with COVID and all the the and just trying to find a contractor who has the skill and and everything to do this, so we're really excited to work with Elliot. Um, this is a study that's being partially funded by Preservation Trust of Vermont, so we're really grateful to them, and it will give us a clear path to follow as far as what needs to happen first, whether it's roof, painting, windows. We know some of the windows on the third and fourth floor are 
you know, sure. need to be, to have some work done, and it'll really give us some clear guidelines. Well, it's handy too because you've got there's a there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. Whether it's the like we talked about earlier, the foundation and being right along the river, but but it's a it's a huge structure, and you want to make sure that you you get the stuff and the timing is right. Absolutely, and because it is on the National Historic Register, it's a historic site. Um, everything has to be historically accurate. Any projects that we do on the exterior have to be approved by um, the historic preservation folks here in Vermont um, to ensure that that it remains true to its um, construction methods and, gotcha. and materials. I think that's so cool. I really do. So um, let's talk about what's going on in the holiday season right now at the mill. Well, we, um, in addition to the Bentley exhibit, we house the Old Red Mill craft shop. Mm-hmm. And when people hear the word craft shop, they're picturing a yarn shop or something like yeah, that. Yeah, figurines. Yeah, well, we're very different than that. We feature the work of many Vermont artists and artisans, everything from oil paintings and watercolors, photography, to incredible pottery, um, jewelry. Wow. So uh, it's and it's all local Vermont artisans. Yes, and it makes it really a unique situation because it gives these artists and artisans who maybe don't have a large enough collection to have their own shop. Right. It gives them a venue. Sure. And it gives our customers just an, an incredible selection of one of a kind pieces and and pretty much something for everyone on their list and you won't find a more unique shopping experience than that. And right Bra- there at the mill. Yeah, browsing through the old wandering through the old milling equipment and artifacts from the past. So it's kind of, uh, we try to keep bring it into the 21st century without losing that 19th century charm. That's a great idea to, to combine the two uh, because, you know, Vermont is pretty unique in, in, in that respect as well. We've got a lot of artisans that do amazing things on small scale. So mm-hmm. they, you know, it's, they, and they need, they need outlets to, to show what they've created. Absolutely. And we have got so many talented people. I have no artistic ability whatsoever. And yeah. I freely admit that. Me. Oh <laughs> so, yeah. Join the club join with the me. Club. That's for sure. <laughs> so I am in awe of some of these folks. Oh, They're yeah. just amazing. Plus we also have the Snowflake Bentley collection, which is photo, his prints and, um, each year, we choose one of his photographs and do a pewter ornament. We work with Danforth Pewter, and they oh, create wow. a beautiful ornament. And so, a new design each year, a, a new from one of his, a different one every year from one of his photographs. And in addition to the ornament, which are popular, incredibly popular, mm-hmm. there's a whole jewelry collection that goes with it. And so, there's a lot of Bentley articles and the books, the biography, and the the book that you mentioned earlier that your grandmother showed you when you were little is his original book, Snow Crystals, which was per- published in 1931, a wow. month before he died. And it's a collection of about 2,400 of his best photographs. Yeah. And it's an extraordinary collection. It's still in publication in a soft cover version, and we carry that at the mail and you as carry, well. I, I was going to ask if you had photos or books or, or other uh, things that people can purchase. That Absolutely. We have a wonderful collection of, of Snowflake Bentley items, including... The there you go. I'm She's wearing. safe. I've got like one on right now. Very now, nice. if you have, I'm sure just about everybody has seen the Red Mill. If by some reason you somehow you haven't seen it, you go by, you go through Jericho, and of course, Snowflake Chocolates right around the corner from you. Yeah, right? they are. And the the Red Mill's right there. Yeah, it's right there on the river. If you're coming from Essex, it's just as you're coming into Jericho on the left hand side, and if you're coming from 
from North Hedden into down from like Cambridge Jeffersonville area as you come down the hill and around the corner you can't miss it it's standing four t- stories high there oh, yeah, exactly. and not it's only a, do you get to see huge. the history of it from the last century but you can go in and support local craft uh lo- local crafters with all the different items from uh pottery Classic hand-knit sweaters, uh, all different kinds of things, right? Absolutely. And it's the shop is what is our primary source of revenue, and that money is what goes towards preserving the mill, along with donations and grants when a when uh, we have so them the available. So the, the shop, it really is your, your primary source of funds. And it this is. is Christmas season. It's definitely, I'm, I'm looking at some of the... Uh, the on your on your website, uh, the Jericho Historical Society dot org, uh, mm-hmm. and I just googled uh, the old Red Mill in Jericho, Vermont, and came right to you. Uh, it shows uh, some of the things that you have in the shop. I I love the idea that Danforth Pewters took some of the snowflakes, and every year they make a different ornament. Yeah, we yeah. we started working with them in I believe nineteen ninety seven. That was the first year we did the ornament, and um, the person who does our Prints and everything um, worked with them and gave gave them the 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 design for that year, sure. the photograph for that year, and they worked with that and they create the ornament and the whole collection. And each one is stamped with the year. Oh, nice! So they make a really nice uh, commemorative. Sure. The year you got married, the year your kids were born, or right. your grandkids were born. And we have people that many many customers who have the whole set. Going back to 97. It's a tradition, I'm sure, in a lot of families. And sometimes they come in and buy 20 or 30 of them because they buy them as gifts for their entire family every year. Oh, good. And I get the funny stories from people saying that tell me, well, we didn't do it last year because we thought they didn't really appreciate it. Everybody was like, where's my ornament? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) And again, you got things like classic hand-knit sweaters. Gloves and hats and luxurious velvet scarves, right? Yeah, we do. And um, again, pottery, um, contemporary jewelry, one of a kind jewelry pieces, uh, woodenware. We have a couple of folks who do incredible wooden kitchen utensils, hand turned bowls, just just uh, glassware. It's just an amazing collection. It now, really talk is. to us about the hours. So, folks are listening. They wanna they wanna head to Jericho uh, to do some Christmas shopping. Now through Christmas, we're seven days a week. Oh, boy. We're open. Our hours are 11 to 4, but we pretty much open. We're open usually by 10 in the morning to give people that extra hour. Yep. But solid 11 to 4, seven days a week right through Christmas. Perfect. You can't miss you. You just go Route 15 either either direction, and you, you get into Jericho. You can't miss the Big Red Mill. There's <laughs> It'd no be question pretty hard to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you miss it, then we might need to send you back to driving school. Yes, yeah. exactly. Might need or, to get your, go back and get your license test A little again. course in land navigation. <laughs> <or how you. laughs> pretty, pretty hard to miss it. And it's right next to the, uh, the, the little diner that's open during the summer. Yeah, Joe, uh, Joe, Joe Snack, Snack Bar, Bar is right yes. across the bridge from us, and Jericho Cafe and Tavern is literally 100, 100 feet down the road on the other side. It's a, it's a nice little uh, trip. I'll tell you, you, could, you can get some food. You can get great shopping at the, at the mill. And then, of course, you got to stop and get some chocolates. Yeah, you know, go up the hill and get yourself. your snowflake chocolates. Yep, treat and... yourself a little bit and uh, make Jericho, put Jericho on, your, uh, on one of your destinations uh, for the holiday season. That's for sure. Yeah, if you've never been there before, you're going to want to check it out. Oh, yeah, and we've got a lot of new vendors and new products this year that we've added. So it's really, um, 
just a, a fabulous place to shop. Beautiful. Well, I think it's I think it's great. I love the fact that the mill is is still there as, as we talk about <laughs> you and, and you me know. both. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering you know how many mills were down that river, and that's the one that survived, and and it's living so well and and doing so many things. I think it's very cool. Absolutely, Sue Richardson, who uh, is she, and you're on the board, right? I'm on the board, and I'm also Snowflake Bentley's great grandniece. Oh, that's.